Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Get in! It's it's Friday, February eighteenth, and it's news. And this is, I it's mean, news. it's noon. It's oh, it's, it's news with it's, noon. It's noon with the news that you can use from YAA with your dear friends Zach and Ray. And well, it's Friday, which means you're uh, the knocking on the door, buddy. Where is it? Where is it? Where is I it? I don't know. You're the you're the board operator, yeah, not buddy. me. <laughs> Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? Oh, oh my God! It's 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 the F and I goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein, ladies and gentlemen. One of these days, you're gonna stop letting me in. You're gonna be like, <laughs> oh God, it's her again. Not no, in the slightest. I, I I doubt that. You know, hey, one where of these... are you guys? It looks like you're hanging out at the bar today. What what's going on? Uh, we thought we'd we'd start the weekend early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. Great yeah. idea. Great yeah. idea. Everybody start your weekends early. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So guys, I wanted to, to queue up a conversation today um, about extended warranties. We've done back Uh-oh. on the YAA channel quite a few surveys recently to the to the audience um, yeah. and learned a heck of a lot from them. I thought I'd queue up the kind of like the findings that we had and get both of your reactions to them and your take. Can on. I be Richard Dawson for a moment? I don't know what that means. Uh, survey uh, says. Survey says. <laughs> Come on, Zach. Do you know who Richard Dawson is? Does anybody he, he, out there remember Richard Dawson? Is that Dawson? Steve Harvey? Uh, he oh was my. Steve Harvey before there was Steve Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, survey says. Not familiar. No, so here's the deal, guys. You're a kid. What can I say? We posted this a month ago. Yeah. What are your thoughts on buying an extended warranty for your vehicle? 6,400 votes. Wow. Now, remember, we sometimes will we'll come on to this channel and we'll, we'll, I won't say we'll bash, but we'll question some of the research out there that's like, we surveyed 70 in-market car buyers yes. and conclusively found that they want to spend more money in the experience. Whatever. Yeah. 6,400 votes. So yeah. power to the YAA community. And here's what the distribution of answers was. Where I want to spend more time is actually 208 comments. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, let's do it. All right. So 9% of people said I have one and always have. 9% of people, I want one just looking for the right price. 22% said I'm not really sure if I need one. And 56% said I don't want one. 4% said other. This do, wasn't do, too surprising do, to do, me. You, well, you know what was most surprising to me? Huh. In that? Uh, I want one just looking for the right price. Oh, how yeah. You, how will you know when you have the right price? Based on what? Probably what they sell them to you for in the finance office. Oh, you're not getting the right price there. <laughs> no, it's a it's a really fair point. Like if yeah. you think about it, pretty much all other products you have like either the MSRP or you have some some knowledge. So no, it, it is interesting. But there's a relatively small percentage of yes. people who answer that way. Let's go to the comments. This is where Let's. I think things start to get pretty interesting. Okay. Richard, he said, depends on the dealership service department. I bought one for my Subaru in 2015. The service department tried to weasel out of everything. Instead of fixing a longstanding issue, they kept patching the problem until the warranty had expired. It was more hassle than it was worth for me. And I'm going to I'm gonna cue this up for you, Kimberly, because there are, here it is from another rich, when car manufacturers start, start honoring their base warranties without all the weasel outcome, there's a huge amount of... Uh, 
a big feeling that these warranties are never actually honored. And I think that's one of the biggest ways that they can be. I'm going to use the word scam. You can absolutely buy a product out there, be told one thing, and then the contract says it's not actually going to cover anything. But then you can do the opposite, can't you? Yeah, I mean, I think that what ha- th- that is very interesting, by the way, those two comments from the rich and the rich. Um, I, I kind of feel like, can we go back to that first one, though, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. Can you show me that one again? Because I had an immediate thought with that that just went right out my head. I'd like to see it again. Um, it depends on the service department. Instead of fixing the longstanding issue. Now, that does make me wonder... Because you see, the service department gets paid directly by the warranty company or whoever's paying them to fix it. So I would think it would be the other way around where they would want as much warranty work as they could possibly get uh, so that they can get paid to do so. So I I find that very interesting. And then um, when car manufacturers start honoring their base warranties without all the weaseling out. So it seems like a lot of people feel like they're always trying to weasel out. They're always trying to find a way to not pay for these things. I hear that every day as well. I'm a consumer too. I get that feeling as well. But I think that that's why we try and educate people. A lot of times what happens is that you don't know enough about it. I'm just saying it. Maybe you don't know enough about it and you think what was going to be covered is not really covered. So I hope that YAA can help people understand these things more clearly and make more educated decisions whenever it comes to these products. And and truth be told, um, the, the, the factory is the service department's best customer. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I've never worked in a dealership where the service department would try to figure out a way not to get the factory to pay for something. Yeah. Um, I don't get quite get that one. There's something else going on there. I feel like. Exactly. I mean, because service advisors and service managers are always looking to push the manufacturer as far as they can to get them to approve warranty work. And the reason for that is Um, the warranty labor rate is usually just a couple dollars less than the customer labor rate. Um, And the factory is really good about paying. Uh, I I mean, they, they forward the money to, to the dealership at the end of every month. It's not an issue. Um, You know, some of the best months that dealerships that I worked in ever had was when there were, were recalls and other warranty issues where, where they got to charge the factory for the repairs. Let's bring it back to the extended warranty piece, though, because although there was the comment about the factory warranty, and you're right, factory warranty, the service department's going to be thrilled and happy yeah. with that. The extended warranty piece is interesting. And let me pull up another comment that was in yeah. the uh, survey results, which I think is really telling. So here we've got from Vernon. I bought one once that was supposed to cover, quote, everything. When our front window broke, they told us it wasn't covered, and I got very mad and called them liars. Needless to say, I will not be buying one of these policies ever again. Come And then look, read Benjamin's right below it. it. Depends on how much I trust the dealership. Back when I was a kid, I bought a Mustang with an extended warranty and had an amazing experience with everything they could do with an extended warranty. Another vehicle I had uh, to do all the work, <coughs> excuse me, to prove I needed and it was a terrible experience, so it just depends. So I think both of those comments speak to, in part, the experience you have when you buy the product. 
if you go talk to some rep, either you know online or at the dealership, and they say, yeah, of course, everything's covered, everything's covered, and you never read the contract, you're going to be really disappointed when you realize that not everything's covered. I think that was very eye-opening for me when we got into this space. Mm-hmm. No, not everything is covered. You're right, Zach. Um, you're absolutely right about that. But what I feel administrators are overly detailed in their contracts. And so we tell people to read these things and then they sit down and read them. And it's like, oh, your brain explodes. I don't, I don't get it. You're saying this, but you, but then you contradict it over here. So yeah, we, I feel like we need more people out there to do a deep dive and walk you through it. That's not an attorney. Okay. We don't want, we don't want to feel like we need an attorney to be able to understand a vehicle service contract. I wish that now some administrators that I've worked with in the past dumbed down the language with consumers. I loved it. I appreciated it. I had less questions that way, which was really nice. Um, and the first comment, I need to know more. Like, why did the window break? What do you mean? For sure. I, I hear you loud and clear. I think though the sentiment's the same. Like people are typically sold these products in a way where they feel like, you know, it's complete peace of mind. And then in reality, it's not. Then they have that negative experience and they say, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. When in reality, there's some benefit to them, but there's also like the bad taste in your mouth from what's happened in the past. And I think truthfully, that's why I used the word scam before. These products can totally be a scam. If you don't sure do can. any due diligence, if you don't read the contract, if you just believe everything that's coming out of the person's mouth on the other side of the line or across the desk, you will feel like these are a scam. That's yeah. why it's so important if you are going to consider something like this or just put money in a savings account. That's another option as well Well, and, um, and to be thoughtful and, about. And with what Kimberly said, you know, you, 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 shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to need a lawyer to be able to read and understand um, a vehicle service contract. Well, the sad reality is, is those are written by lawyers um, uh, for the express purpose of making it as confusing as, as possible for the end user to understand everything about it. Uh, so, yes, as much as we shouldn't have to rely on lawyers for this, because the language within these contracts was written by lawyers, you know, unfortunately, you need one to read it and understand it so you, you have a much more thorough understanding of what it does or does not cover. Um, And that's part of the due diligence that a customer needs to do, either prior to getting to the dealership or prior to saying yes for an extended warranty. Clark Anderson. I paid 4,200 for a 30,000 mile extended warranty on a 2014 Grand Cherokee with 85,000 miles. Not worth it. I eventually got a prorated refund. Exactly. Like you remember that you can on these products, cancel them, get prorated refunds. Mm -hmm. That's totally normal. I want to share a quick stat with both of you and then let's switch gears. Let's move over to gap insurance because I've got another poll I can pull up and I know we want to, we want to kind of, uh, break down some of the misinformation around that. But here's a statistic for both of you guys. I've gotten more and more knowledgeable about um, the, the the claims rate against extended warranties. The expectation is yes. for you know a dealership that sells extended warranties, they're going to expect anywhere from 70 to 80% of the dollars that go into to the reserve account to pay claims actually go yeah. to pay claims. Yeah. So the reality is like people do get claims paid against these things. Oh, yes. What dealerships and also like credit unions that sell them and heck, even YAA, what you have to be weary of is when you start paying over 100% of what you've taken in. And so that's why I think you've got a lot of businesses out there that are really, 
obviously they don't want to pay claims because then they're not making money. They're not holding on to your money. I think it's really important. That's a great question to ask. Imagine going in and asking, hey, what's your claims rate here at this? You want you well, want a company can... that pays claims. We do. We do. Yeah. And that's not a question that a finance manager is going to answer. No. They're going to tell you what Gap does and they're going to tell you how Gap works. But if you ask a finance manager, what's your claims rate? They're they're not going to. Uh, yeah. No one. No one would be pretty happy. No one would be happy in a dealership. If you ask, ask what your net earned loss ratio is and let me know. That's not not there. No. Well, not the, find the, that the, there. the sad reality is other than maybe the the controller or the dealer principal, yeah, nobody yeah. would have that answer. Nobody yep. would understand that answer. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. All right, guys, let's switch gears and let me show you one other poll that we ran recently. See, we're trying to get smarter over here at YAA. We ran this four days ago, really, really recently. Yes. Which coverage is most important to have? Don't see the one you're looking for? Add it in the comments below. 3,500 votes. Wow. Look at the distribution. Help me out here because I got a cough. Okay. 57% <laughs> of the people uh, thought gap insurance would be uh, something that they would want to add. And in today's world, the percentage should probably be higher than that. Did you want to I cough agree. again? No, it's handed off to Kimberly, but <laughs> no. it sounded like she was drinking over there too. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. And it should, I think it would be higher too, unless we just have a ton of cash buyers out there. Um, and I, I, I got to say, I talked to a lot of people that are trying their best to put more and more and more money down and trying to have equity in the vehicle when they pull off the lot, which is a really great thing to do. But, it's but a, if you're but not, it, yeah. I was gonna say, but that's a really hard thing to do. And the reason it why is. it's a really hard thing to do is if 80% of people that bought new cars in January paid more than MSRP for the vehicle, okay, and then had to pay fees on top of that because you do you have to pay your state and government fees so if if you're paying a 10 percent premium to buy the car plus you have to add another 10 percent for fees um and there's a 10 percent margin built into the car well right now you're at 30 percent above cost and the vehicle should depreciate a little so unless you're putting like 35 or 40% cash down, the minute you drive off the lot, you're in a negative equity position, which means you need gap insurance because God, right. God forbid, if anything were to happen to that vehicle, uh, your insurance company is only going to pay what it's worth, not what is owed. They're going to pay their book value at yes. that time. And I think the key here is at that time, of total loss, who the heck knows what our cars will be worth then? Kimberly, can you explain just like, you know, elementary school level, what gap insurance is? And while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up on the screen. We have that awesome article that you wrote like a year ago now. So let me find that. But elementary school level, I would love if we can just kind of, heck, for just my own edification, I just, I just need to remember what gap is. Yeah. Elementary school. So Let's say we got to think of a scenario here. You're buying a new car. And, Ray, it doesn't matter if it's a new or a used car. Exactly. We discussed this the other day. A lot of people are confused about that. Let's say you're buying a used car. And you're not putting any money down. Um, 
And with taxes, tags, title, and let's say you buy a product or two, and let's even make this a little shinier. Let's say you only have $1,000 of negative equity that you're rolling into the loan. $1,000 negative equity, eh, that's not bad, but I'm not putting any money down. And you drive off that lot financing $30,000 on your used car. And a month later, somebody T-bones you because of computers and electronics in your vehicle today, um, vehicles are totaled more often than not because they can't fix all that stuff. So, okay, you know, you, you, you know your insurance company is going to take care of it, but guess what? You still owe $30,000 on it. And then you get your check from your insurance company and you see that they cut it to the bank. It's only $20,000. Well, okay, who's going to come up with that $10,000 to pay the rest of your loan off so that you can turn around and get into another loan to get a new car? That's what GAP does for you. GAP is, think of it as a loan protectant. It's going to pay off the, the balance of that loan so that you don't have to. Because there is no worse feeling in the world than paying on something that you no longer have. That makes you kind of sick on your stomach when you're still paying on something that you don't have anymore and it's still showing open on your credit and you need to get another one. It, so yeah, that's what CAP does for you. Just because a car gets totaled doesn't mean your obligation to pay back the existing loan ends when that vehicle gets totaled. <laughs> your obligation ends when um, the bank has been paid back everything that they're owed um, and not before then. So that's why it's important in today's world to have gap insurance. Too many vehicles fall into the category or too many customers fall into the category of people that have negative equity. Um, and, and that is a silly term because there shouldn't be any such thing as negative equity. You, you, you don't have equity. I want to I drive the conversation in an important direction because I'm seeing in the chat here from Clark, for example, yeah. State Farm Bank includes, quote, free gap insurance when you finance with them. And then Igor in the comments here says, but not all gap insurance coverages are the same. Kimberly Pops, can you guys speak to this? You know, if 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 is one gap equal to another gap? Should I just take the free one? How do as a consumer, what do I need to really understand about gap insurance to make an educated decision about what I'm purchasing? What do you think, Kimberly? You want to find gap that will pay out 150% of MSRP or book value of that vehicle. And you want to have gap that will pay your deductibles for you as well. Insurance companies that have GAP, those are the two questions that you want to ask them. Will you pay my deductibles? Which is generally no, because they're the insurance company. They want you to pay your deductible. Do you cover up to 150%? Which is typically no. We only cover 25%, which in a lot of times does you no good. It does you this much good instead of this much good. Exactly. So, so, um, credit unions let's talk about credit unions that do offer gap it's the same question do you cover 150 percent and will you pay my deductibles for me if if it doesn't check those two boxes i'm not interested however let's say you're on the let's say you're like this you put a big chunk of money down 
you feel pretty good about it. Um, maybe it's, um, I don't know, not quite 20%. Well, in that case, I may take the option for gap if my auto insurance company has it. It'll be a lesser amount, but maybe in that kind of a situation, you wouldn't need 150%. Exactly. So, so those this are is, some questions. This is so educational today. All right. How about this? Let's drop one more knowledge bomb. Ah! Wait, wait. Let's see if I have a sound effect for that. Do I knowledge bomb? Yeah, I guess we, we could do like, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's a knowledge bomb. All right. Here's the deal. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Maintenance plans. When we yeah. ask that question oh. about, you know, which which products make sense to people, I'll just I won't pull it up on the screen, but fifteen percent. It was third on the list were maintenance plans, prepaid yes. maintenance. Interesting. Plans. Now I know, Kimberly, when we were chatting yesterday, you came up with a really interesting idea for why you think maintenance plans might make more sense today than they ever have before. Kind of want to give you the 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 floor here to to educate us on on why you're thinking that and what's going through your head. Thank you, Zach. Um I was thinking that because there, again, just like with GAP, there are questions you want to ask when an off and when a maintenance plan is offered to you, if you're interested. Um, but I was thinking about it because of the situation that the world is in currently. You can't you can't ignore it. Unfortunately, the prices of everything is going up. So if I could lock into a reasonably good priced maintenance plan today, and the price of uh, parts, labor fuel oil goes up, at least I know I wouldn't be shelling out that extra money. I would be kind of locking into that maintenance plan for whatever term you choose. Same with a vehicle service contract too, but with maintenance, I really see it because of the price of oil. So something to think about. It's a, it's a hedge against inflation. Uh, typically, um, maintenance plans allow you to purchase your future maintenance at a wholesale value. At a, so a discounted at a, value. At a discounted yeah, value. Discounted, you're, yeah. So in essence, you're paying, you're, you're paying slightly more than wholesale, but less than normal retail. And if you do that when we're in inflationary times, um, then you're, you're using cheaper dollars going forward. It's already paid for. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but there is a concern for a lot of people, and that is where they confuse a maintenance plan and, a, and an extended warranty. They are not one and the same. They are two different types of coverages. Um, for instance, at Mini and BMW, you can enter into a maintenance plan. It's good for uh, six years or a hundred thousand miles. And that covers all your scheduled factory maintenances on your vehicle. Um, and that is non-cancelable. It stays with the car. It doesn't stay with the customer. It stays with the car. Hmm. So it actually adds value to your car. If you go to trade it in because the dealer can look at it and say, uh, they got the maintenance plan. We get to transfer that to the next customer. Um, that adds value to the future customer. Um, but maintenance is maintenance. It's not an extended service contract uh, because I, I remember customers would say, well, 
I, I, I have an extended service contract and I take, no, you, you bought a maintenance plan. Well, I, and let's be honest, like we've on this show alone used three different terms to describe an extended warranty, two of which have the word service in them. Yes. Yes. And you think of service yes. for your maintenance. So I think it's really important. Like it's very confusing. So it like is. we get that and we, we understand it. The point here yeah. being now might be a good time to think about maintenance plans yes. because you're locking in the price that you're paying for that maintenance when, what was inflation last month, guys? Seven and a half percent. It was big. It was like yeah. this big. Yeah. So. so it actually might make sense to buy these things now. They still negotiate and everything, but oh, like absolutely. it might make sense right. to buy these things nowadays because you're making the bet that inflation is going to continue. It's a kind of an interesting thought. It's a super interesting thought. Well, thank you, Zach. But here's something. Um, I, I was just thinking about that because the prices of oil and well, my God, I don't know about you guys, but my local gas station just went up 15 cents for fuel. I mean, you can see the stuff going up and up and up. But whenever you're looking at maintenance plans, and yes, I did see a comment. Some manufacturers do provide a couple of free uh, oil changes to come with the vehicle. That's that's nice. But whenever you're looking at maintenance plans and you're offered one, a question that you want to ask is, does this maintenance plan cover the big expensive services, which are typically, depending on the vehicle, around 30000 40000 and 60000 which are very expensive, I will mm -hmm. say. Or does this maintenance plan only cover chassis, filters, lubes, oil changes, tire rotations, and fluids? you know, basic, let's call it basic, or does this maintenance plan only cover basic? Get your answer on that. Go to the service department. When you buy a new car, you should always take a tour through the service department and add up how much an oil change is. What's it going to cost you? There are two factors that are going to go into that decision because there is a convenience factor for a maintenance plan going and having your maintenance done and not pulling your wallet out to pay for anything. And the other factor is what you said, Zach, hedging against inflation. So those two factors go into it. So after you add up what your services would be out of pocket, negotiate the price with the finance manager and get it down. Absolutely. Find out what those big ones cost you too, because they're very expensive. Now, gang, I got two, I got three things for you. First one's going to be this from Donald Templeton. Looks like he's behind, uh, I like his avatar. It looks like he's in an aircraft. Yes. Thanks to the YAA team, through the community email and call from Kimberly, I was able to get an extended warranty from Toyota through Fidelity for even less than YAA. Thank you, YAA team. We love that. Yes. We love absolutely. it. Absolutely. We make we our do. 500 bucks and we sell one. That's not what we're in it for. We're in it to help people. That's a yes. success story. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome, Donald. I'm so glad to hear that. We'll hit Donald with like a quick little. <laughs> also, can I just throw something in there for, for everybody? Whenever Please. you buy a new vehicle, yeah, I didn't even ask you. Whenever you buy a new vehicle and you're offered an extended warranty in the finance office on a brand new or a newer vehicle, the mechanical coverage is the same in that it is exclusionary. It should mimic the factory warranty that originally came with your vehicle. Just know this, um, Fidelity, Zurich, Mopar, Easy Care, AUL, they all have the same exclusionary 
coverage for new and newer vehicles, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, they're all pretty much the same. All right, let me share the screen. We got two things to wrap on today. One, yeah. first, yeah. save 20% ah! on a YA membership. Use code LOVE. Ends on Monday. Ooh. Monday would be the 21st. Monday would be the 21st. So yeah. if you want to become a YA Does member. Does that mean it ends at midnight on Sunday? I don't remember. Dad, why are you no, asking the tough questions? Also, rebuilt this page today. So yeah. please take a peek at it, everyone. If you don't mind here, let me toss in the chat. Little inception action for everyone for a second here. Yeah, you love Paste. inception. Yeah, I literally just built this this morning. Okay. Uh, so Kimberly pops on you guys haven't seen it, but would love your opinion on it. Also, my favorite part of the page. Yeah. Bam! Meet your coach. Ah, there oh, are your coaches. Yeah. We got the team on here. Yes. So come awesome. take a peek at the membership page, the new membership page. And also, if you're going to use the promo code L-O-V-E, not 20, just love. Just get love. Apply, just love. Then get the premium true. membership right there. And it's membership plans and pricing. So love yes. campaign still going on for a few more days. And then. Yeah, then. Oh, then. what? There's more? More details about this dang shit. Yes, yes. Uh, tell me. These, I want to know these about details this details are truly interesting because. You know, we were we were under the impression that it had VWs and Porsches. Yeah, yesterday on the yeah. show, I was like, maybe let's say each car is worth, I don't know, forty thousand dollars. I think eventually it went up to fifty. Um, I read. Yeah, that that has Bentleys and Lambos on. Two hundred Bentleys. Okay. Couple what? hundred Lambos. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no way that that's not. I mean, so let's let's say the average cost is seventy five. And there's 4,000 on there. Yeah, there's 4,000 vehicles on the ship. Now, the vast majority of those vehicles are going to be Volkswagens. So, you know, most of them aren't coming in anywhere near 50 or 75,000. But but the fact that there's Bentleys and Lambos on there and there's several hundred thousand dollars. So if if the average cost is $75,000, that's $300 million worth of automobiles. $300 million worth of automobiles that some insurance company is probably going to have to write a check for. Do you guys oh, know? I hope, oh, I hope VW ow. has capped did you guys? Did you guys know? <laughs> yes. Maritime law. Yeah. When you abandon yeah, a ship. If, yeah, we could go find it, tow it, and we could own it. Whoever whoever uh, uh, gets the ship yeah. owns, gets, its, gets owns the what's on the cargo. ship. Yeah. Did cargo. you look into yeah. that, Zach? Did you I look did. into that? I did. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And I I'm thinking, I, I already put a call into Vroom, and they said they'd oh. buy all the inventory if we yeah. got it to them. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Carvana. <laughs> yeah. They you don't know. care about salvage titles. It's so. just a little smoke smell. That's all. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, 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 get, we'll, get, we'll do the ionization. You won't know. It's You'll not never a, know. It, it, it's not that it was a smoker's car, okay? It was just a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's my question about the ship. How many of those Volkswagens, let's say, had someone's name on it? Oh, Twitter is lighting up with people. It's actually more Porsche uh, Porsche people who are saying, like, you actually on the Porsche app or whatever you have, you can see, like, your vehicle, and it says in transit. Oh, yeah, and they'll let you know oh, what God. ship. And oh, they'll God. Let you know. And there's so many screenshots on the internet right now of people saying, like, their screenshot of, like, the ship yes. near Portugal, and they're just like, I guess I'm not getting my car. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my but gosh. Did they find out if, how the fire started? 
No. Um, probably some some guy smoking a cigarette. No, we have no clue. We have no, no. clue yet. <laughs> he Everyone's safe. In one of the, the Porsches smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, posting something on Instagram. I, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just in my Selfie. Porsche enjoying my cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've never been on a on a on a big cargo ship, but maybe that's what they do. You guys could be right. Well, I don't. I, I've never been on a big cargo ship, a small cargo. Sh- I, you know how I feel about boats. And oh, boats. this is not nice, Justice. Right. One Chevy, One Chevy boat, on, boat board. on board. Oh my God! Yeah, but they had to park that on the top deck, <laughs> separate, <laughs> all by itself. <laughs> That's, oh that's my a funny gosh. line. Yes. That, I mean, it does not surprise me one bit. The way that everything is right now to see a, a ship with a bunch of let's, cars and on let's it. Let's be real. 4,000 vehicles is not insignificant. You know, like oh, no. I, I didn't I didn't pull it up, but I think VW, maybe like their, their U.S. supply is probably around like, I don't know, 40,000. I didn't, I didn't look it up, but it's not going to be much more than that. So, I mean, this is like a significant hit. Uh, um, no, know, one-tenth of their supply. You so, know, but. This, this is not the first time something like this has happened. Yeah. No, and, this does happen. This yeah. does happen. Yeah. yeah. It's just nobody really plans for it. Yep. I Trust me. I totally get it. All right, gang. Let's call it a day. Okay. We're going back to the bar. What are you drinking today, Pops? That looks um, like... That, well, that, I, I believe... I, I Thank you. That's my forehead there. I, go, I believe Kimberly and I, uh, we might be doing some Bloody Marys. Bloody, Bloody Marys. Marys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in on yes. that. Yeah. Oh, celery and olives. And yes. yes, I want it all. Got to get dog breath a, a shout out here. Zach Ray, how about doing a video guide on the whole dealership allocation reservation purchase process? Okay. Mm. A little bit different than factory order. We could talk about the allocation. Sure. All right, dog breath. Your wish is our command. Oh, my dog God. Dog breath. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Name. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you, Pops. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks thank for you for me. being here this week. Uh, there'll be no Saturday night live stream because Zach's got to prepare himself for that marathon in Austin that my guess is he doesn't make it. I am going to finish, damn it. You're not going to finish. You shouldn't even I run. You're will. not healthy enough. Dad, if I set my mind to something, I finish. I go all the way. I get it done. I, do you have I life insurance? And if you do, would you name me <laughs> as the beneficiary? <laughs> Show me the yeah. money. Show me the money. Yeah. Have a good weekend, everyone. See you, Kimberly. Yeah. See ya. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everybody. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.